0: Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com/slash odyssey.
1: This is a Vault Studios production. I'm Reed Redmond. I'm Will Johnson. The show contains graphic material and is meant for mature audiences.
2: This week on True Crime Chronicles.
1: Kelsey and her mom typically talk quite often. I mean, they were attached at the hip since she was little. It was really weird for Cheryl not to have heard from Kelsey.
3: Our work is just beginning. You will be seeing a great deal of law enforcement activity in our community in the coming days and even weeks as we continue our relentless pursuit of justice for Kelsey and her family.
2: On November 22nd, 2018, Thanksgiving Day, Kelsey Barreth was shopping at a Safeway in Woodland Park, Colorado with her one-year-old child. The town is about an hour outside of Colorado Springs in the mountains of Teller County. Police would later confirm the shopping trip with the help of surveillance video. Her fiance, Patrick Frazee, would later tell police he saw her that day after the shopping trip when he picked up their baby girl. But that Thanksgiving day would be the last time anyone reported seeing Kelsey. Over the course of the next year, Kelsey's disappearance would captivate people in Colorado and around the country. A young mother going about her life, working, shopping, caring for her child, and then gone, vanished.
4: And someone knows where she's at. Kelsey, we just want you home. Call us if you can, and we won't quit looking.
2: 29-year-old Kelsey grew up in rural Washington state. Kelsey's uncle, Ed Stanfeld, described his niece as quiet,
1: homebody.
5: She used to always tell me
1: that she, was, she wanted to marry a godly man. <laughs> she was pretty strong-willed in her beliefs, and, and sometimes I thought she couldn't find anybody that
2: would was stronger than her, and that's what she wanted. She'd grown up loving farming, but over time developed a passion for flying. I think she had a a point in her life she didn't know if she wanted to be a farmer or pilot. I mean, she wanted both. Kelsey had become a flight instructor working in nearby Pueblo, Colorado. Police said Kelsey and her fiancé, Patrick Frazee, shared a child and a relationship, but didn't live together. He had his place, she had hers. Kelsey Barreth's mom, Cheryl Barreth, says she spoke to Kelsey that day, Thanksgiving of 2018, the day she vanished. She told police she seemed fine. They talked about a recipe, basic things. Everything seemed normal. But when Cheryl Bareth hadn't heard from her daughter in over a week, she grew worried. Ten days after Thanksgiving, she called police to report her daughter missing. It was Sunday, December 2nd. And on December 10th, investigators spoke openly about the case for the first time and the search for Kelsey. It was a missing persons case. City of Woodland Park Police Chief Miles DeYoung gave an overview of the case and a timeline of Kelsey's disappearance.
3: Kelsey's been missing and been reported missing by her mother, Cheryl, since Sunday, December 2nd at about 12.37 p.m. Mountain Standard Times. Officers were uh, able to contact her place of employment at Doss Aviation down in Pueblo, Colorado, and were advised that they had received a text from Kelsey's phone on the 25th of November stating that she would not be into work the following week.
2: That text to her workplace was sent a few days after Thanksgiving, a few days after she'd last been seen. Chief DeYoung says police went to Kelsey's home, but she wasn't there. And her mom, Cheryl, reached out to Patrick Frazee, Kelsey's fiancée.
3: And he called her back, saying that he hadn't heard from her since November 25th when Kelsey texted him.
2: By this time, investigators had, of course, taken a close look at that video from the Safeway where Kelsey had gone shopping with her daughter.
3: And it showed Kelsey shopping with her daughter, Kaylee, on November 22nd at about 12.27 p.m. That's the last time Kelsey was seen.
2: But then Chief DeYoung confirmed another piece of information about the investigation, a ping from Kelsey's phone a few days after she disappeared. It didn't come from Woodland Park or nearby. Reports are correct that Kelsey's phone
3: gave a location near Gooding, Idaho on November 25th at about 5.13 in the afternoon. We've executed search warrants on Kelsey's home as well as both of her vehicles. We are treating Kelsey's disappearance as a missing persons case at this time. We have not identified anyone as a suspect and are asking the public for any information that might help us find her.
2: Kelsey's mom, Cheryl, also spoke to the press that day, desperate to share the news of her daughter's disappearance and hear from anyone who might have seen her or know anything. It had been 19 days since she'd last spoken to Kelsey.
4: I'd just like to talk to you a little bit about Kelsey. She's not the kind that runs off. This is completely out of character. Kelsey loves her God, she loves her family and friends, and she loves her job. She's reliable, considerate, and honest. We've created the Facebook page Missing Mother, Kelsey Barrett, as a site that gets her face out there, that's used to spread the word that she's missing, and we'd like to ask everyone to please share it. Don't use it as a place to speculate, interrogate, or to dog the administrators. Um, We're all doing our best to get this information out. We're doing our best to respond to the questions and so forth, but but that's what the police force is there for and for the, the press site. Our sole goal is to get Kelsey out in front of everyone.
2: Susan Medina with the Colorado Bureau of Investigation reiterated,
6: This is a missing person case, and I know you you have many, many questions. Today's purpose was just to get this out in front of you. We're going to let the investigators continue to do what they're doing on this case.
2: But a few days later, as the news of Kelsey's disappearance was spreading, investigators were seen searching the 35-acre property and home of Patrick Frazee, her fiancé.
7: Both the FBI and Woodland Park Police were involved in the search that happened this morning in Florissant. The Teller County Sheriff's Office tells us he was there when authorities got there, but he is not there anymore. Attorneys for Frazee released a statement in relation to these searches. It says in part, quote, Mr. Frazee was never asked to voluntarily participate in this search. We encourage law enforcement, though, to take whatever steps it deems necessary to find Kelsey Barrett and to be able to exclude Patrick Frazee as a possible suspect in this missing person in investigation.
2: Police then shed more light on the search that same day, 23 days since she'd vanished. It seemed Kelsey's disappearance and the investigation was shifting.
3: Based on information developed during the course of this investigation, and because of the length of time, it's been 23 days that has passed since Kelsey was last seen. Our investigators believe that Kelsey's disappearance is more suspicious and that she is not intentionally avoiding efforts to find her. We are looking at all avenues, and our focus is on finding Kelsey. Investigators obtained a search warrant today, a correction yesterday, on a property nearby in Teller County, Colorado. That search is currently being conducted. This property is where Patrick Frazee is known to reside.
2: And then he mentioned Patrick Frazee specifically. Frazee had been communicating with police through his attorney, and although not yet named as a suspect or person of interest, police made it clear they wanted to talk to him.
3: We are asking Patrick to sit down with investigators since he is the last person to talk with Kelsey face-to-face based on our investigation. There have been numerous questions about whether Patrick is a suspect or a person of interest. At this point, we are considering every possibility, and I'm not willing to jump to conclusions or label people involved in this highly complex investigation.
2: On that mid-December day, we also heard from Dan May, the district attorney who had become a familiar figure in the case.
8: Every agency is here to find Kelsey. That is the purpose of everybody. It's very humbling to see how hard they're working, working around the clock, but they are looking for help from anybody in this community that might know anything about Kelsey.
2: If they'd found anything on Patrick Frazee's property that day, they didn't share that information, only that a search had taken place and they wanted to talk to Patrick Frazee. And the question on everyone's mind that day, did police believe Kelsey Barreth was still alive do i think kelsey's still alive that's absolutely a possibility and that is our hope a few days later the search at phrase's home resumed
9: woodland park police returned to patrick phrase's home today a routine follow-up they say as they continue to look for his missing fiancé kelsey barrett they spent the weekend searching his property and Florissant. to new drone video from our sister station in colorado springs shows the aftermath of that search including the torn up earth in front of the house. Investigators did not find Kelsey in that search, though they said they do want to talk to Frazee face-to-face.
2: But still no word of any leads or anything that might lead police to Kelsey Barrett. In the meantime, family and friends held vigils and kept her story in front of the public. And a few days before Christmas, another search, this time at Kelsey's home.
8: Tonight, investigators were back at the home of Kelsey Barrett, the mother missing from Woodland Park since Thanksgiving. Police and agents with the Colorado Bureau of Investigation were seen going in and out of that house this evening. But if investigators are close to a break in this case, they're not talking about it.
10: Yeah, police put out a news release saying that Kelsey's still missing and there are no arrests in her disappearance. The only new activity really down here was the sight of investigators entering and leaving Kelsey's home. They left with brown bags, but they didn't say what they took. Now, an evidence response team was also seen leaving the police station earlier this evening. That's where we are. Woodland Park Police, they did again in that news release night say they're following new information that comes in daily and they're making progress, but it's not clear exactly what that means now today marks day 28 since kelsey's disappeared she was last
2: but the next day december 21st 2018 the news broke. An arrest in the case.
7: And following that breaking news this morning, Kelsey Barrett's fiance has been taken into custody. We have confirmed he was arrested this morning. Barrett is the mother from Woodland Park who has not been seen since Thanksgiving Day.
6: And 9 News reporter Jordan Chavez has been following this from the very beginning. Joins us live from Woodland Park with the very latest in Jordan. We just learned moments ago the charges against Patrick Frazee.
10: Good morning, yeah, we are being told that he has been arrested on a charge of first-degree murder. His attorney, who has confirmed that his client has been arrested, is saying that the charges are unclear. But again, we are being told that he has been arrested on a charge of first-degree murder. The arrest warrant, that is sealed, but the Teller County Sheriff's Office says that Frazee is being held at the Teller County Jail. Now, Woodland Park Police Department, as well as the Colorado Bureau of Investigation, they will be holding
2: a news... A short time later, investigators spoke to reporters about the arrest of Patrick Frazee. Police Chief Mike DeYoung spoke first.
3: Today we arrested Patrick Frazee on charges of first-degree murder of Kelsey Barreth, and he is currently being held in the Teller County Jail. As a reminder, Patrick Frazee is presumed innocent until proven guilty. Patrick Frazee was taken into custody this morning in Florissant, Colorado, just after 7 o'clock this morning, Mountain Standard Time, by members of the Multi-Jurisdictional Task Force, including the Teller County Sheriff's Office, and the FBI. Patrick was taken to the Teller County jail where he'll be held. Kelsey's daughter Kaylee is in protective custody and will be reunited with Kelsey's family.
2: And with the arrest, the news that Kelsey's family and friends never wanted to hear.
3: While we have not found Kelsey at this time, information has been developed that is helping to narrow down our search. As you can tell from the arrest, sadly, we do not believe Kelsey is still alive. This case has involved highly technical work involving cell phone records and other data that has led to to today's arrest. We have also conducted multiple searches at Kelsey's home and other locations as part of this comprehensive investigation. I can tell you, we understand you demand a full accounting of why this has happened, and nothing is more important to all of us than determining the circumstances surrounding Kelsey's murder and bringing Kelsey and her family justice.
2: District Attorney Dan May then spoke in more detail about the charges against Patrick Frazee.
8: Patrick Frazee was charged uh, this this morning with first-degree murder and solicitation for first-degree murder. Uh, That is what he was booked in on. It is a crime to solicit somebody to commit another crime. Uh, So um, we have a solicitation crime in our code. So it doesn't matter whether it's burglary, robbery, murder, if you're soliciting someone to help out in that crime. And you have to take a substantial step towards really completing that. So it isn't just a discussion. You've actually done something that shows the firmness of your actions. You don't necessarily have to complete it uh, to, be a, uh, to have a solicitation charge, uh, but you have to show firmness of what you intended to do. And that's a generic, generic uh, <laughs> uh, definition of what solicitation is.
2: Not surprisingly, the solicitation charge raised eyebrows. It suggested someone else was involved, someone other than Frazee. In Denver, 9 News legal expert Scott Robinson weighed in.
11: Well, we know that there are only two scenarios that fit the charges that are being brought. One scenario is that Frazee successfully hired someone to kill his fiancée. Mm-hmm. The other scenario is that he was unsuccessful in hiring someone but attempted to do so and then killed her himself. Either way, Frazee's looking at first-degree murder a capital offense. There was
5: only one arrest, though, today, so that person becomes like we've been hearing so much in politics lately, individual one, person A. Is there that person likely somewhere that's in this mix right now?
11: Well, the investigators obviously must th- think so, and I guess it's possible that that person has been arrested somewhere else, and we just haven't heard about it. Uh, one way or the other, investigators either have that individual in custody or are pretty certain they know who that individual is.
7: And that goes into to evidence. What evidence can they have to uh, you know, prove this charge when they don't have a body?
11: Well, if they have the person that was solicited to kill her, mm-hmm. whether that individual did or did not commit the crime, that person could be providing information to the investigators, or they may be relying on physical evidence, documentary evidence, such as emails and texts, mm-hmm. uh, something that shows not just that a murder-for-hire plot was attempted, but that Kelsey Bareth was killed as a result.
2: If another person were involved, perhaps that cell phone ping in Idaho would reveal more information. So what had become of that? Why had her phone shown up in another state days after her disappearance?
3: Thank you for your question on on Kelsey's phone. Yes, her phone did end up in Idaho and we are still working to recover that phone. Um, And that's about all I can comment, but that phone uh, information was accurate. Her phone did end up in Idaho and we are working to try to recover that.
2: So back in mid-December of 2018, all investigators would say is that the phone had pinged in Idaho, but they still didn't have the phone. And still with charging documents sealed by the court, They weren't sharing what they believed had happened to Kelsey Barrett. Prosecutors and defense lawyers were already gearing up for the legal battle ahead.
5: Earlier today, new court documents revealed in that case spelling out specific arguments that attorneys are making to the judge. The defense team for Patrick Frazee is asking for emails and text messages from investigators. The DA's office is fighting back, saying it's an overly broad request that might reveal investigative strategies. They do believe that she was killed inside of her house there in Woodland Park. And in Twin Falls, Idaho, police have helped the CBI and the FBI process evidence and serve search warrants. Twin Falls is near Gooding, Idaho, and that's where Kelsey's phone pinged three days after she went missing.
2: The holidays came and went, and just days into the new year, Patrick Frazee and his lawyers were back in court. Still hoping to get access to the evidence investigators had used to bring charges against him.
9: 9 News legal analyst Scott Robinson says prosecutors worry Frazee might use the information to prevent justice in the case. He's also charged with solicitation, meaning prosecutors believe he tried to get someone else to commit the crime. Robinson believes whoever that is will become known.
11: It's inconceivable that this case could go to trial without the identity of the individual or individuals who were allegedly solicited to kill Kelsey Barrett, not only been made known, but faced charges themselves.
2: As it turns out, Frazee's given access to some of the evidence that police and prosecutors were using to implicate him in Kelsey's murder. But it was another piece of news that day that got everyone's attention.
5: Meanwhile, NBC News confirming today that a woman in Idaho is being investigated for possibly disposing of Kelsey Barrett's cell phone. Details about the woman and how she is connected to the case are limited. We do know that she is a 32-year-old nurse from Twin Falls, which is about 35 miles away from Gooding, Idaho. That's where investigators previously said Barrett's cell phone did ping on November 28th.
2: The following month, we learned the identity of that 32-year-old nurse from Idaho.
5: An
7: Idaho woman has pleaded guilty this morning in a Teller County courtroom to a single charge related to the disappearance of Kelsey Barrett, who was last seen in November. Crystal Kenny is her name. She admitted that she moved a cell phone to try to thwart investigators. Barrett's fiancé, Patrick Frazee, is charged with murder and solicitation of murder, even though Barrett remains missing this afternoon.
2: As we later learned, Crystal Lee, Kenny, and Patrick Frazee had been involved for years, an on-again, off-again relationship. Now she was admitting to moving Kelsey Barrett's cell phone after her death.
8: As you saw this morning, Crystal Lee pled guilty to a Class 6 felony tampering with physical evidence. It carries a penalty in the presumptive range of up to 18 months in prison, in the aggravated range up to three years in prison. And that's by state law. By state law, it is not a mandatory sentencing type uh, charge so that actually the judge has a choice of anywhere from probation on up to that three years if the judge finds aggravation in this particular case. What she stated today, she read a statement. You probably saw her holding it in there. Uh, She said, I learned that Patrick Frazee had committed a homicide on approximately November 22nd, 2018 in Teller County. I knew that law enforcement would be investigating that crime. I moved the victim's cell phone with the intent to impair the phone's availability in the investigation. I had no right or authority to move the victim's cell phone. That occurred between November 24th and November 25th, 2018 in Teller County.
2: District Attorney Dan May also spelled out specific details of Kenny's plea agreement.
8: Uh, The judge put certain terms of the agreement on the record. Uh, such as she is required to cooperate in all cases. She is required to testify if called upon to testify in all cases. Uh, And in particular, obviously, he referenced the Patrick Frazee case uh, that is currently set for February 19th for preliminary hearing at 9 o'clock. She is not allowed to talk to the press. That is actually part of our agreement uh, that she is not allowed to do that. So she will be making no comments uh, at all to the press or it'll be a violation of that agreement.
2: Crystal Lee Kenny was not taken into custody but required to check in with the court and report for sentencing.
6: This is the very first time we've seen Crystal Kenny, and that we've heard from her about her role in this case. She was charged with a felony, tampering with physical evidence, and today she entered into a guilty plea. She came to court early this morning and she ran in pretty quickly, did not stop to talk to reporters. And while she was in court today, Kenny stood with her attorney and faced the judge. Through tears, she admitted to knowing about a homicide and moving the victim's phone.
2: That's KUSA 9 news reporter Jennifer Meckles reporting back in 2019. She remembers first hearing about Crystal Kenny that year and then over time learning more about her involvement in the case.
6: The introduction of this other person from Idaho, I think really threw everyone for a loop because until we got the details about how Kelsey died, I don't know if anybody was considering that there was potentially another person involved in this crime in one way or another. And then, in the very beginning, when we first learned about Crystal, this nurse from Idaho, the plea agreement she entered didn't give all the details. In the beginning, we knew that there was something where she was involved with Kelsey Barrel's phone, um, that she had moved the victim's phone, and that she was involved in some of the deception, if you will, early on with kind of putting law enforcement off the case. And then we learned in one of the earlier pretrial court hearings that this woman maybe was more involved than just moving a cell phone, that perhaps Patrick had solicited her. She had told investigators Patrick had solicited her multiple times to kill Kelsey Barrett, and that ultimately, when she wouldn't do it, he did it himself.
2: We learned more about those details and Crystal's role at another hearing later that month.
9: Gruesome details were shared inside a Teller County courtroom as people learned what might have happened to a missing mom
10: from Woodland Park. A detailed picture of how Kelsey Barrett was murdered on Thanksgiving Day from the account of Crystal E. Kenny played out on Twitter. Frazee's then-girlfriend says the actual murder happened after three attempts to kill Kelsey Barrett. The first time back in September when Crystal told investigators Frazee wanted her to poison Barrett's caramel macchiato. CBI agents say Crystal posed as one of Barrett's neighbors gave her the coffee but didn't poison it. Investigators say Crystal was told twice more by Frazee to kill Barrett, once with a metal pipe, the other time with a bat. But Crystal backed out both times.
4: She sat and said, I can't do this.
10: She told agents it wasn't until Thanksgiving when she found out Barrett was dead. She says Frazee texted her telling her to come to Colorado saying, you've got a mess to clean up. She then described to investigators how she showed up at Barrow's home with gloves, a protective suit, booties, trash bags, and bleach.
4: And as Crystal describes, when she walks into Kelsey's condo, the scene is horrific. There's blood everywhere.
10: According to investigators, Crystal says Frazee described to her how he tricked Kelsey into wearing a blindfold under the guise she was supposed to smell candles, then beat her to death with a bat while their one-year-old daughter sat in another room. Crystal says Frazee put Bear's body in a plastic tote and drove it to a barn in Fremont County, set it inside a trough along with the bat, and burned them. She told investigators Frazee later scooped up the remains and planned to either get rid of them in a dump or a river.
2: Nine News reporter Jennifer Meckles covered the hearing as well and reported on some of the shocking details revealed during those seven and a half hours of testimony.
6: So a couple of things to recap what we learned today. First, we learned about the connection between Frazee and uh, Crystal Kenny. She told police they knew each other years ago, then rekindled a romance uh, in recent months. Investigators said Frazee tried to get Crystal to to kill Kenny multiple times, one time by poisoning Kelsey's coffee. Crystal went so far as to buy the coffee, she said, even gave it to Kelsey, but did not add the poison to it. One time, Frazee gave kenny a metal pipe asked her to beat kelsey with it another time he told her to beat kelsey with a baseball bat she did not do these things multiple times crystal told investigators she went to kelsey's home but she never followed through at one point she told investigators that Frazy ultimately killed kelsey himself in kelsey's living room that he beat her to death while her eyes were covered with a sweater and that their daughter was home at the time Crystal told investigators that Frazee put Kelsey's body in a tote, stored it for a short time in a barn, and then eventually burned her body on his property. Crystal told investigators that Frazee had her clean up the crime scene in Kelsey's apartment which she said took her several hours, that there was blood in so many different places and that she purposefully left some blood in the house in order to alert investigators as they started their investigation. Some of the things she said she couldn't even clean up, so she stored in trash bags, which were also later burned on the property, according to Crystal. Crystal also said that when this was all over, she drove back to Idaho and took Kelsey's keys and her phone and disposed of both of them.
2: Despite all they'd learned and then revealed in court that day, investigators still hadn't found Kelsey Barrett's remains. Kenny had testified Frazee had burned her body, but perhaps they'd find something to confirm that testimony. For the end of that month, investigators launched a search in a landfill just south of Colorado Springs.
6: Sorting through trash at the Midway Landfill in Fountain will be no easy task. And first, investigators had to decide where to start. They have good GPS
9: recordings on where every truckload goes in. So if they know, say, a dumpster location that the remains might have been, they'll know where, what truck picked that dumpster up and where that dumpster dumped its load in the landfill.
6: Dr. Melissa Connor is a forensic anthropologist at Colorado Mesa University. Once investigators narrowed down a target area in the landfill, then she said it's time to start sorting. Somehow take it out in dump trucks or something, find a place to spread it out, and then start looking through it with a whole line of people going
9: through all of the material. It's organized and it's just a matter of taking the time, doing it piece by piece, Landfill searches, particularly ones that start up relatively soon after the decedent was done, are often successful.
2: Police said it could take weeks, maybe months, to go through the landfill, working eight hours a day, every day. And in mid-April, investigators ended the search without any sign of Kelsey Barrett's remains. In May, Patrick Frazee was back in court, this time to enter a plea, not guilty, and we learned the trial would start later that year.
7: Trial will start in October, where we will go over all of the evidence that has been collected in this case. Now, you may remember a few weeks ago, about more than a month ago, I should say, we were here saying that we were expecting to hear Patrick Frazee enter a plea then, but prosecutors and defense attorneys, they got together and they decided that they wanted to wait for investigators to kind of look over more evidence and do more forensic testing on that. So that's what brought us to where we are today. And as we were expecting, we got a plea uh, here. In court, so not guilty.
2: In July, prosecutors allowed the deadline to pass that would have given them the opportunity to pursue the death penalty against Patrick Frazee. But a trial date was set for later that year, and in November, jury selection would begin. And all eyes would fall on the Teller County, Colorado courthouse, where Patrick Frazee would stand trial for the murder of his fiance, Kelsey Barrett. It would be almost a year since she had disappeared on Thanksgiving Day of 2018.
6: We had a few cases of interest that year where women had either gone missing or there was some sort of strange circumstances around their disappearance or their death. And so this case, I think, already had a lot more eyeballs on it quickly than maybe in the past it could have.
0: Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy?
1: For True Crime Chronicles, I'm Reed Redmond, joined, as always, by Will Johnson. Will, you left us hanging with this case that's about to go to trial. I can only imagine next week's episode is going to be just full of courtroom drama.
2: Yeah, so next week we will be joined by KUSA 9 News reporter and anchor Jennifer Meckles, who covered the trial extensively. And she'll tell us uh, all about what it was like to be
1: there covering the trial, the daily updates, and, and where this all goes. It seems like the two big factors or... Two of the big factors going on here leading up to the trial are the fact that Kelsey Barris' body is still missing, so that eliminates the possibility of using physical evidence, DNA, or, or things like that to tie Frazee to a body. But the other big thing going on here is that we have this witness, Crystal Lee Kenny, who's agreed to testify and presumably to stand in front of the jury and say Frazee did it, and that could be pretty powerful. I'm curious, is there any more information you can give us on Kenny's relationship to Frazee prior to all of this? Yeah, it's actually pretty interesting.
2: And their relationship had lasted for quite some time before all this took place. They actually met back in 2006 when they began dating, and then they broke up in 2007. So just the next year, they lost touch. But that wasn't the end of it. And it sort of was an on-again, off-again relationship over the course of really the next 10 years, In 2008, Patrick Frazee reached out to Crystal Kenny and said he had a dog for her. He traveled to Colorado to meet up with her and gave her this dog. A few more years go by. They stayed in touch. Um, Kenny is actually getting engaged in 2010. And Patrick Frazee called her the night before the wedding, and this is all according to court records, uh, and, and told her not to get married. She got married after all. They break off contact once again. It's a few years down the road. And in fact, it's 2015 when they're getting back in touch once again. Crystal Lee Kinney and her husband reportedly hit a rough patch. She visited Patrick Frazee in Colorado again. And they had an affair that started in 2015. It went on into 2016. He wanted her to get divorced. She didn't do that at the time. In March of 2016, she got pregnant with his child. He didn't want to have the baby. She decided not to have it. And in October of 2017, so the next year, they begin talking once again. And by this time, uh, Patrick Frazee had a baby daughter with Kelsey Barrett. And so despite that relationship that was still ongoing between Kelsey Barrett and Patrick Frazee, uh, Crystal Lee Kinney stayed in touch. She visited him again in 2018, and the affair continued. And in September of 2018, Patrick Frazee tries to get her to actually kill enrolls her to kill Kelsey Barrett because, as he told her, she was abusing their daughter. So, you know, really just this this long relationship extending over the course of many years, and it all leads up to where we are now in the story going into this very well-publicized uh, trial that ha- had a lot
1: of eyes and ears on it. I know I'll be eagerly awaiting next week's episode to learn how the trial ends up playing out.
2: Yeah, so we'll be back next week with uh, part two of this story and, and with this case, really just such a tragic story about uh, the, the murder of Kelsey Barrett in Colorado. Be sure to check out our daily podcast, The Daily Crime, Monday through Friday. We cover a, a different case every day of the week. And we'll be back next week with part two of this this story.